Hi there, this is James Maynard from the Cosmic Companion. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, our podcast is put out through Anchor FM. If you've ever wanted to have to your own podcast, they're a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, Anchor gives you a chance to uh, put get your podcast together with all the tools in one place. And um, you can do it from your phone or a computer. And they're going to help you get distributed out to all the major platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. And so, best of all, Anchor's all free. How cool, huh? Anyway, if you want to check it out, go download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Clear skies. Hello, and welcome back to Astronomy News with the Cosmic Companion. We have a really exciting episode this week as we meet the first European Space Telescope ever designed to study the Sun and a massive young world is found in our galactic neighborhood. We also take a look up at Betelgeuse as one of the most familiar stars in the night sky may be preparing to explode, and we examine an odd radio signal from space which repeats every 16 days, leaving astronomers worldwide baffled. On February 10th, the Solar Orbiter from the European Space Agency lifted off from Cape Canaveral on a mission to explore the Sun. This vehicle carries 10 instruments, each designed to study a different characteristic of our parent star. This is Europe's first mission to the Sun, and the spacecraft will work in concert with NASA's Parker Solar Probe attempting to understand solar activity, which produces space weather that can affect Earth. A massive young planet has been discovered by astronomers just 330 light years from Earth. This world, known as Chumas 1155-7919b, is roughly 10 times larger than Jupiter and orbits its parent star at a distance 600 times greater than the distance between the Earth and the Sun. Just a handful of planets this size are known to astronomers, and this world is the closest one yet found to our home world. On February 25th, I will interview Annie Dixon-Vodfeld of the Rochester Institute of Technology about her discovery of this unusual exoplanet. Listen to this full interview next week on the Astronomy News with the Cosmic Companion podcast. For several months, the normally bright star Betelgeuse, seen in the constellation of Orion, has been noticeably dimming. This has led many astronomers, both professional and amateur, to speculate that this massive giant star may be about to explode as a supernova. New observations by the astronomers at the European Southern Observatory show this star is also changing shape, 
becoming more elongated. It is uncertain what is causing this or if the star will be erupting in the immediate future, although chances of such an eruption seem slim at this time. Radio astronomers in Canada have recently discovered a source of radio waves from space which turns on and off on a 16-day cycle. Roughly once an hour for four days, this source emits a radio signal, which is then followed by 12 days of silence. Astronomers are uncertain what could be causing this unusual activity, but the Chime Radio Telescope in Canada which found the source uses technology which could help uncover its nature. This signal appears to be a unique type of fast radio burst, which were first discovered in 2007. Last week, the discovery of XMM 2599, an ancient galaxy which lived fast and died young in the early universe, producing vast numbers of stars just one billion years after the Big Bang, before dying just 800 million years later. On this week's podcast episode of Astronomy News with the Cosmic Companion, I talk with Dr. Jillian Wilson of the University of California, Riverside, about her discovery of this unusual galaxy. Today on Astronomy News with the Cosmic Companion, we are interviewing Dr. Jillian Wilson of the University of California, Riverside, about her findings on the ancient galaxy XMM 2599, a galaxy which lived fast and died young in the early universe. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you. Thank you. So for people who may not have been following this story so far, can you just uh, give us a brief rundown? What is XMM 2599 and what makes it so interesting? I say two things make it so interesting. Uh, The first thing is that it is incredibly massive. It had already formed of mass of more than 300 billion times the mass of our sun when the universe was less than 2 billion years old. And secondly, and even more interestingly, it had already stopped forming stars. Numerical models do predict that galaxies this massive should exist at this early time, but none of those models predict that any of those galaxies should have stopped forming stars. So that's what makes this galaxy so intriguing. It forms stars incredibly fast, making more than a 1,000 solar masses in stars per year, and then it stopped. It lived fast and it died young, if you will. That's great. And what got you interested in this object? We were looking for um, very massive galaxies in the early universe. We were interested in them and we wanted to study them in in detail. Uh, So firstly, we used optical and infrared pictures of a very well-studied part of the sky to pick this galaxy out from many, many other galaxies. We had a pretty good idea from those, those optical and infrared pictures of how far away it was and how massive it was, but we couldn't be sure without getting more precise, detailed observations using the powerful Keck Observatory in Hawaii. Hmm. 
And, um, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the Keck Observatory, and of course you used the multi-object spectrograph for infrared exploration, or MOS fire, um, to study, to study this object. Uh, can you tell us what are some of the advantages of MOS fire and what made that such a, um, such a useful instrument for you to use? Absolutely. So the the Keck telescope that I've been referring to is one of the largest telescopes uh, available. It's uh, a 10-meter telescope. So first of all, having a very large telescope is great for taking uh, high-quality observations. And then this instrument is very, very sensitive in the infrared, and it has actually uh, uh, 40, 46 slits. So you can take observations not just of the mass of galaxy itself that we were interested in, but we were able to make observations of other galaxies around it. Hmm. And what is your what is your um, what is your theory right now, or um, that you as to why this galaxy stopped producing stars after having such after producing so many of them so quickly? Right. So the, these these um, high-quality observations were able to confirm, yes, how far away this galaxy really was. Uh, it, 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 we're observing it when the universe was only 1.8 billion years old. They were able to confirm that it truly was a very massive galaxy, an ultra-massive galaxy, as we call it, of a mass 300 billion times our sun. Um, but what we learned was, uh, as I said, it had stopped forming stars, and that was a surprise, and we don't really know why. That's, that's the next question. Is this galaxy typical, or is it atypical? We're, we're looking for more. We're trying to build a sample to try to understand if this is common in the early universe, because if we can find many of them, then, of course, that really shakes up our picture of how galaxies are forming. Hmm. So is this the first object of this type that has been found in the early universe? It's not the first object of its type, but it is the most massive object that has stopped forming stars that has ever been discovered. Hmm. And so we know that um, every major galaxy that we've seen in the universe um, is centered around a supermassive black hole. And so, um, first of all, does this object have a similar supermassive black hole? And how could that have affected the stellar formation? So that's an excellent question. We do believe that at the center of every galaxy is a supermassive black hole. We believe there is a supermassive black hole at the center of, of this galaxy also. And that could be the reason why star formation has stopped. Stars form out of, of cold gas. That's the fuel for forming new stars. And so if you have something very energetic like a black hole, it can heat up that coal gas and prevent it from forming new stars. So that could be one reason that the star formation in XMM 2599 has turned off. But there could be many other reasons. Uh, another possibility is simply that somehow it ran out of this coal gas fuel. For some reason that was cut off and it just didn't have any more fuel to form new stars. At this point, we, we don't know and that's part of what makes this object so very interesting. Interesting. So, I mean, obviously there's so few of these objects um, known, but how common, theoretically, do you think uh, similar short-lived galaxies might have been at this point in the universe 
you know, versus history? Another excellent question. We are we have other um, candidates, and we are following up those candidates with the same MOSFIRE instrument to try to build a sample to try to find more of these so-called uh, quiescent objects, objects where the star formation has turned off. If we can find uh, the uh, reasonably large sample of these and we can show that this is not an atypical object, then we're really onto something. Then um, modelers, those who do, the, who do giant simulations, are really going to have to think about in, incorporating new physics in understanding how star formation can possibly have turned off so early in the universe's history. Hmm. And so you, talk, you uh, touched on this a little bit, but what are your plans for future investigations of this object and other similar objects? We are, as I, I explained, we are looking to build a sample of these objects with MOSFIR. We also have been awarded time with, an uh, with a telescope called ALMA, which is a telescope that can detect the cold gas out of which stars form. And we would like to make an observation of how much cold gas is available to this galaxy to know if it is a shortage of, of fuel that's preventing this, this galaxy from forming new stars or whether it's some other explanation like the quasar that has turned star formation off, the black hole that's turned star formation off. Hmm. So, um Okay, and is there anything else that you think that people should know about this this object? Just that for us it's a very exciting discovery and it shows that there's so much still to learn about how galaxies form in the early universe. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that was Dr. Julian Wilson of the University of California, Riverside. Uh, make sure to tune in to Astronomy News with the Cosmic Companion next week when I will be interviewing Annie Dixon Bendeveld of the Rochester Institute of Technology about her discovery of a young giant exoplanet just 330 light years from Earth. If you enjoyed this show, Please download and share the episode on YouTube or any major podcast provider. For more details on space and astronomy news, please visit thecosmiccompanion.net. Mm -hmm.